It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside ESPN's John Anderson, here's Emmy Award winner Homer. of your day because we're just going to hear John Anderson seven two and a half of ESPN because he high jumped seven two and a half when he was at Missouri just talk about his love and thoughts on the Green Bay Packers I'll be back in an hour <laughs> take it away nobody wants that dude they need, yes, they need you ev- here no no everybody You're the anchor to this show no the anchor to the show is the Green Bay Packers come on let, yes. all right here's yes. where we start let's start at the beginning of the game where you are you're watching the game it's the Packers and the Cowboys where you thinking the Packers have owned the Cowboys or Mike McCarthy's not that good the team will be softer what were your views of the two teams before the game started uh I am. Let's see. I, I was uh, upstairs in mm-hmm. the uh, the old kids' playroom, which is being converted since the kids aren't kids and they're off at college. Um, and uh, big TV, watch it, and and was remarkably calm. I was one of those folks that said, you know, hey, house money, this is good. The problem with that is, and I don't know if you run into this. I'd be curious other people that watch the Packers, because even when you say it's house money, and you're like, oh, this will be great. You can't just turn off your fandom, right? So the first time sitting there, go the first time they blow three and si- third and sixty, I'm going to just be all up in this thing again. Uh, but I, my thought of them was the Packers. I liked right off the bat. I thought the Cowboys can be had. They can play with them. And I why did you right- think the Cowboys could be had? They can be had because they are the Cowboys in the playoffs. Because Dak has not been a great playoff quarterback and I don't buy the P there's some somebody said the other day well that's a small sample it's now two and five not a lot of guys play seven playoff games that's a big sample that's you're in your fifth your fifth postseason I think that's enough sample to know what the guy is uh McCarthy has had some trouble in these spots and I think the Cowboys might have been a little overconfident hey great 12 and five we won the division we're ready to go so I thought you know that we could the Packers could play with them and that, that they might have a chance to be gettable. So that was everything love, you mentioned was based on the Cowboys. It was a two and seven. The Cowboys not being what people might have thought they were because you didn't mention once any thought of the Packers in giving us your pregame thoughts. I'm not well, arguing no, said, with it, but I'm saying like, hey, Cowboys just aren't that good. No, you said give me your views on both teams as yes. I was sitting there. That was my view of the Cowboys. Oh. All right, I thought you right. went right to there. Yeah. Right. Yes, now, well, no. now so to the Packers. View of the, Cowboys. View of the Packers is... Okay, you actually Jordan listen Love. to what I say? Oh, baby, what a <laughs> great show. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Jordan Love is playing really well. Uh, a lot of the things we talked about last week, right? Like, they just might be confident and naive enough and talented enough to go, you know, we're just going to pull this thing off. Uh, I thought they looked relaxed. And when they won the toss and put the offense out, that gave me a huge jolt. I love that. Uh, when I, I hate to always bring this back, but uh, I, I'm a you know a huge watcher of Missouri Tigers, and when they were really good, the coach, the offense coordinator used to always say, 
we're going to win the we're going to win the toss and we've elected to score. And I thought that's what they did. We've won the toss and we have elected to score. And now the Cowboys are going to have to play from behind the entire game. I didn't know they were going to have to play from 27 nothing behind. I didn't know they were going to have to play from 48-16 behind. But I thought okay, they went down there uh that they that they didn't you know, panic after the first couple of runs didn't go great for Jones. They pull off a third down, and now they're on their way. And and like everybody else, you, you know, you, you grow exponentially. What what you thought was okay, that I think they can play with them becomes, wow, they're a match for these guys. That becomes, wow, they're up two touchdowns. And if I had really been smart enough to take the points, I'd be up twenty one and a half right now, and that could help the bank account. Yeah, that's being honest. Yeah. The thought crossed your mind. Yes, right. Right, you're like, holy. This was, gonna, this was one there. of the easiest calls ever. <laughs> right, I could have, I could have been down there buying some of those diamonds that you're always, you're, you're telling me about, and uh, uh, and then, and then it just, you know, it, it grew from there, and you're like, wow, that team is, it, it literally by halftime, you're like, okay, they can play with anybody. I know they're gonna have to go to San Francisco, and San Francisco, I think, is a much better team than Dallas. I think they are better coached. I think McCarthy's a very good coach. I think Shanahan's superior to him. Uh, but you're also thinking, wow, they're they're going to have to go, out and go to San Francisco, and those games are always good. And then by the end of it, my thought really was in this homer. My thought was, if Jordan Love, after doing this, he vanquishes the Cowboys. That's always a big deal for any one of those quarterbacks. If he goes out to San Francisco and somehow pulls this off and beats those guys, he has driven the stake through the heart of every Aaron Rodgers memory that anybody can have since Aaron was 0-4 against those guys. I'm like, next time we have to hear from Aaron is when he comes back for old-timers day or they retire his number or whatever it is. But he, you know, there will be, that will get rid of the last remnant of anything close that he will ever have to hear about or deal with um, no, he will have turned him with, into Drew Bledsoe. He will with, have turned me, him into Drew Bledsoe. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Because, listen, the sooner you can get over that, the better, correct? Yes. Uh, I watched that out here. And poor Mac Jones has, and whoever else has just wallowed in this Tom Brady thing forever. And I get six Super Bowls with the Patriots. It's a little different. But, uh, but Aaron was sort of very quickly able to um, kind of, put Favre in the rearview mirror by playing well. And I think Love has done that. And the sooner you do that, uh, that's great. And so now if he if he can go out to Santa Clara and do it, then, then you know, like I said, that's that's Mr. Because the, the guy who desperately wanted to be a 49er as a kid and then just whiffed on him four different times. Uh, if he can go do that, then, you know, that, that's going to be the quickest we've ever made a statue of a guy in the history of the Green Bay Packers. And justifiably so. There's no exaggeration as to what he did, given what he would have done. You don't, not just the Packers, you don't take a team this young. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on Fox. They mentioned that the Packers, I think, were the youngest team in the league. And they turned to Jimmy Johnson and said, I believe your team was the youngest team in the league when you won your first Super Bowl. And he goes, yeah, you know, I always like talent. I didn't really care about how old you were. I want the talent. I'll take young talent. I'll take any talent. And I didn't. Go ahead. I didn't once see anybody ask for anybody's birth certificate. 
Yeah. Right? Like, like just can you play? That's it's all that that's so all that counts. This will have been done with a team where expectations were low, justifiably, because nobody plays with a team this young. And that Dallas team, though young, had some highly touted young players. Who's the highly touted young player in this group? Tell me who it is. Right? And uh, uh Rashawn Gary yeah. was highly touted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, but obviously this, the 11th first round pick uh, was great, but he was the fourth or fifth of the guys. Yeah, not in that Dallas team had just, I mean, yeah. you only have to go as far as Troy Aikman in terms of where mm-hmm. he was drafted in terms of there were expectations that were justified with how good that Cowboys team could be. And the Packers are like trying to do what they did. And even getting this far is amazing. There's a reason Organizations don't have really young teams because they lose. <laughs> or at some point you have to. But yes. But even though Jordan Young, uh, Love is still relatively young. Again, I don't. We've talked touched on this before. Like how how valuable was it that he had a chance to sit and learn? Right now, the kid who had exactly the same stats, almost down to the one, maybe I think one attempt. C.J. Stroud, what he has done in his first year is remarkable. Um, and but there, did you degree, see? Their numbers were almost identical. The difference right. was two One yards. Attempt. That was at two yards. Yeah, the attempts were the same. Sixteen twenty-one. Yeah, it was two yards. And uh, you know that. So that kid's that kid's special. But uh, every week, love just looks like okay. The game is now the game I've been playing. I now play every week. Uh, I'm not there to take kneel downs. It is not that, oh, I got thrown in for one game against Kansas City in in Arrowhead Stadium and I had to learn. Like the pace of the game now, he seems to be dictating instead of the game early on. I thought sometimes the pace of the game kind of dictated to him a little bit how he was. And I think now that shows just kind of the control he has of not just the grasp of the offense, but kind of the control of the game. I think the game has... Uh, he in the game, one of my favorite things, like the game is cooperating with, with him right now. He doesn't look like he's trying to overpower it. He's not forcing it, right? Brett tried to do that. Brett tried to overpower the game sometimes, and it got him in trouble. And he doesn't look like he's doing it all. He's just the game is cooperating with him, and now they're going to take Brother Love's Traveling Salvation Show from Dallas, and they're going to take it out to San Francisco and, and, and try it on for size there. And, well, I think they're better. Um, you know, all the same things that applied in Dallas will apply in San Francisco. Still got to play clean football, right? No turnovers. That, that's The Cowboys did everything that you thought maybe a, a rookie kind of first time. Yeah, great point. These young guys, playoff things would do. They got a little jittery. Um, they for, played like the rookies. For all the times that Dak and... C.D. Lamb have have thrown it. They've completed what five hundred passes to each other, and in the first fifteen minutes, they look like they'd never seen each other before. You yeah. know, even when they tried to kind of force one, like, oh, let's get them a little easy completion here. They tried that a couple of times, and it didn't get there. And then then Dak throws one to Jair, makes a really nice play on that ball. You know, his his play was spectacular, and Savage, which is the spectacular play in terms of the highlights. He just had to make sure he stood there and the, didn't drop it when it hit him in the chest. Um, uh, but so Dallas doesn't play clean. And, yeah, you're like, which of these teams is the, has been here the first time? But some of that is, I'm sure, uh, is a tribute to, I think, the tone set. 
um, on the field player-wise by Love. I think, you know, the offense takes a cue from that guy, right? He doesn't appear to be terribly stressed. He doesn't appear to be jittery. He doesn't seem to be shaking. So I guess we don't have to either. And then I think clearly Matt LaFleur continues to do um, a really bang-up coaching job uh, because, A, they were prepared. And then more than anything, right, they just looked – their energy looked just a hundred times different than the Cowboys who came out. Like, Cowboys came out like we win every game at home. This is going to be one of those games. It's another day at the office. The Packers came out and and played like they were, you know, their hair was on fire as it were. They were – you know, they were they were clearly not affected by the moment, but they clearly brought the energy to the moment. And I don't I think um, most of the year uh, just watching from afar. But <clears throat> I don't know that looking at my television, Connecticut's are different if you're looking at a, uh, at a television in Milwaukee um, or Rhinelander or wherever. Eagle River, nice. uh, the team plays. The team plays, this team recently in the last seven, eight, nine weeks, they play with a joy, man. It's not just that they're fun. They play like a, with a joy of a team that enjoys uh, the company, the process, and the whole thing, which I think maybe is is to circle back where you started. There's youthful enthusiasm with this group that that you don't get if you're a grizzled, you know, 15-year veteran. Yeah, I don't. All those things you ask, I, I don't have an answer because I've never experienced it before. Like it could be you. You could be one hundred percent right, but I don't. I don't know what happens. Why this young team? Or to me, you play at a certain level, or you could have some veterans that would be amazed by the young players. I mean, just I'm guessing that any team that plays with a quarterback that's like the hottest quarterback in the league. I think automatically just builds a level of optimism because that's such a huge part of the game. Now, maybe it's also the the wide receivers or Aaron Jones. I don't know. Well, no, and I you and it. I have followed the game for so many years. You just don't have stories when somebody says to you, you know, they're a really young team and you think, yeah, it'll come to an end. No, you get hot for a while, but you can't. You can't do that. And I don't. I didn't actually remember how young the Cowboys were. I just remember that Jimmy Johnson took over uh, with a great reputation as a coach and made the Herschel Walker trade and made the team way better because they put better players on the field. But you know, they started young. from way farther below sea level, though. Right, that team went one in fifteen. Yes, remember the Packers beat them twice. That remember they had to play the Packers twice. Um, and that uh, and that last time they played them down there, Dallas got so cold and the the, to- the toilets froze at, at uh, Texas Stadium and that whole thing. Uh, so they came, you know, they ripped that thing down to the studs when they got there and had to redo it. So this one, at least the Packers, I think, had some uh, ability in place, you know, it, where they have some guys. Having a guy like Jenkins who's got a few years under his belt on the line is helpful, Runyon. Um, whereas, you know, all those skill position players are young. But Jones is, you know, though what twenty nine, right? I don't, yeah, he I would have, be kind of. He would be thirty. He'd be the vet that they all 30? respect the way he carries himself. Yeah, I think twenty. By the way, can we say that? Uh, you know, listen, we I think we all like AJ Dillon, and he's he's a wonderful man. Uh, his <laughs> his no no this isn't this is not running running him down at all. Oh, so his broken thumb, which gets him sidelined. 
Like, I think they have forced Matt LaFleur's hand. He's like, well, I guess I got this one back. I'm going to have to give him it to it as often as Homer would like me to have given it to him early in the season uh, because I, I don't have another guy to go to. So uh, I'm going to give it to him 20, 20, 20 times. Uh, it must be that because he certainly didn't listen to anybody who said it, <laughs> what, a hundred times. Give the ball to him more, like in the first possession, okay, which I, the play I remember is it was second in, I think, 13 or whatever, and they threw to Dobbs for 23 yards, and I thought, wow. And then they threw the Jones ran four times in a row, three, four, 15, six yards, and I remember going, oh, my God. I don't think I've ever seen that before, not only four in a row, but, you know, you pick up 30 <laughs> yards on those four carries. And from there, well, you're, you're first and ten, or you're at about their twenty yard mm-hmm. line, and they moved from there. But, but yeah, I, I, um, everybody said, "Hey, you need Jones." But then the offense got better before Jones came back, so it wasn't wasn't just yeah. him. But he certainly made it significant. I mean, he's made it and taken it to a different level. There's just no argument. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's opened up tons of stuff, and it was nice. You not only the four in a row that you mentioned. You know, after the first two, which didn't go terrific, you're like, okay, let's hold, you know, like, they could have been buried. We're not trying that again. That they, they kind of committed to that and found the spot. And then when he got hot, like, that guy just, um, that guy just tore, he continues to tear Dallas up. And I get he's a Texan, but like, he's out in El Paso, man. That is far west Texas. Tony Lama Boots country, right? So it's not like you know, no, El Paso's you know, like California. Else. Come on, people don't. It's <laughs> yeah. so everybody's like, well, he's a Texan, he's back home. Do you know how far it is from El Paso to Dallas? That's like going from Green Bay to Pittsburgh. Yes, you know, well put. <laughs> it's how, yes, it's or Green Bay to Maine. Yeah. All maybe, right, yeah, maybe Cleveland. There, you can't you can't exaggerate how far it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Anderson, seven two and a half of ESPN, the second quarter, next. Tuesdays with John Anderson of ESPN, aka seven two and a half. He high jumps seven two and a half at Missouri. Had someone today. John Anderson, the guy who's on the does like you were on it. What time were you on late last night or early in the morning? I don't know what's live and when they tape it. Yeah. That guy did seven, two and a half. Yep, that guy. Yeah. It's getting out there. 12.30 A Eastern time. Off at 2.37, I don't know. It was, we were there. It was late. Yeah. It's, Aside it's from when, family, all these things, is seven to two and a half the greatest accomplishment of your life? Not even close. Really? Not even close. Oh, no, that's, okay. that's uh, you know. All right. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess sporting wise. Yeah, but I, I mean, not wanna, family and all that kind of stuff. Played, that's everything that's really important. Yeah. Like, I also played an integral part on a uh, a Green Bay City Championship Babe Ruth winning team. Like that was pretty big. No, that no, out no, no. Come on, come on, don't, don't. <laughs> come on, come on. Oh. If the, I'll, listen, I'll be. T- I'll take being named captain of that team my senior year. Then I'll over. No, I'm over not going to allow that either. What are you crazy? Oh. You don't have any appreciation oh. for how good seven two and a half is when you bring. Now, if you'd have won the national Babe Ruth championship sure. or something, or then maybe. But so I, mean, I got my brains beat in for four years by guys that were really good. So I, I guess maybe that's why I've never. Right. It was great, and I get it. But I, it's not. You know. 
It's uh, All right. I we I never we we don't want to let numbers define who we are, you know. So oh, I do. It's good. <laughs> I was I was number ten in the Midwest in the eighteen and unders uh, when I was eighteen. Damn right, I'm using that numbers because I know. What did you think? I know all the people that were under ten that were way better than me. <laughs> what'd you think when? Uh, what'd you think when when uh, Lafleur decided to just be benevolent and and pull the guys out uh, in the yes. in the fourth quarter? I don't. I, I, here's what I say. I don't think he knew what to do. How could he? Like how many <laughs> points? A- I mean, like what do we do? How many points do we have? And then I know he was thinking. All right, they score, get a two point score. I'll put the quarterback back in. I. I give him a total pass. Jason Willis, I can't believe he brought Jordan Love back in. But I, you know, all right, you tell me. At 48-24 after Dallas scored, what do you do? I mean, how many points is I, – I, no one knows because no one's ever been in that situation. And I claim that a seven seed, I, I, at least 50 years before a seven seed, will be up 32 points on a two seed in a playoff game. 50 years minimum. What do you want to say? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I probably would buy that. I don't think we'll see that again. For so, what some do you time. do? I, I defer um, to you. What, guess, what should, I what just, should, what should, what should, what do you do? You know, all right. Say you high jump seven five, and they go, "What are you going to do?" You go, "I don't know." What do you mean you don't know? I don't know what Raise to do. The bar. Next height. Let's go. I did chuckle at Lafleur in the locker room afterwards. We showed that he goes, "You're the first seven seed to beat be a two, and they all go crazy. I'm like, dude, there's only been three seven seeds. No, they there this is there were six, uh, two in each. Were, were, oh, and six. The seven seed was, but you're in the yeah. NFC. But yeah, so they're all been three years. Yes, it's been three years. Yeah, so that, it's not like this is not you know this doesn't you know I, I don't know that that's what I'm going to put on my epitaph. When yeah, you know, there. see, I would have you said know? I would have loved to do those. I said, hey, we've got to come up with a new phrase. You boat raced him. You dog walked him. Yes. You, you were, I thought, I just want to let you know, I thought if I'd have kept everybody in, we could have gotten up by 100. I want to apologize to you as a group. But That's what he should. He, I don't he know, know what you, you know what? what do you say? John everything, Anderson, everything. you get to do the speech after that game. Listen, everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Yeah. And that's just what. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Pebble, put that one down. What? LaFleur should have said, uh, as suggested by John Anderson, we got to do this more often. I'm not even asking oh. you for another one because it can't be as good as that one. That is awesome. Now that would have been just, great. Now that would have made I, that would have made all the uh, that would have made top yeah, ten. Yes, that'd have been a that'd have been a how about them Cowboys? Yeah. But I, I, all I thought was just like you don't have to pull the reins in, and I I wouldn't have taken those guys off the field. I've always just thought you don't take your guys out till the other side. Totally yeah, surrender. And just run the ball every you know? play, right? Yeah, and you could have done some things, and you could have been conservative with it, and because it is so hard. All of a sudden, you bring Lafleur back, uh, bring in Love, and those guys, have, like those guys, they practically—I don't even know if they had the ankle tape anymore at that point, right? Like that's a really hard spot to put Clifford in. It's a harder spot when you take him out. And uh, I just thought I would have kept playing. Um, Dallas kept trying to score. Yeah, And so if Dallas is going to keep trying to score, then I can keep my team out there and keep mm-hmm. trying to score, and I don't have to worry about looking like a poor sport. Okay. Um, uh, so I would have done that. And if, if they decide at some point, okay, here's Dak, we're going to take him out, and we're going to put in – I don't even know who the who's the guy now because Trey Lance was enacted. And then if he, you know, if he says uncle, if McCarthy says uncle, then, then it's okay to do that. Otherwise, it, it, you're going to throw it 60 times? 
then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to keep scoring because you, you, clearly you haven't tried to back off, you know. So I'll be curious to see if, if uh, Mike will get that chance again next year, but uh, that's for another day. I do think it's remarkable. The By the way, you, you do know, I just want to let you know, you do know how big that quote's going to be. That, it, Which the, one? The one you said about the, what LaFleur should have said. You know, that's going to... That's going to define you even more, though I don't think it should, than the seven, two and a half. You might have to use that on ESPN. Uh, we, 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 but we're not holding off. This is too good. We're not waiting. We'll, we'll, we'll just, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll put it on a billboard somewhere. If that yeah, happens. it could. I, I have no idea how big this is going to be. But this is going to be huge. Uh, you wanted Rob Domowski, and he's on next. Tuesday always includes John Anderson, seven, two and a half from his time in Missouri with Rob Demosky. Cubs and Packers, of course, but 68 for his three under par score in a club championship round. All right. I get to do nothing. I love it. Listen to the two of you. What a show. And I get credit for it. That's even better. All right, John Anderson, take it away. Rob Demosky ready to go with whatever you want to ask. First off, Homer, I'm going to tell you, uh, El Paso is close. Uh, uh, Green Bay is closer to the Pennsylvania border <laughs> than Dallas is to El Paso. You can get to the Pennsylvania border. So, Rob, we were discussing about how you know they people are like, oh, Aaron Jones, man, he loves it's against those Cowboys because yep. that's you know, like it's forever to get to Dallas. To Hawaii, Hawaii is closer to El Paso than <laughs> Dallas. Did, uh, so I'm going to check that. Aaron- Aaron did say that though his his late father uh, Alvin Senior was a big Cowboys fan, so there is that. There definitely is that. Is that his thing? What is it with this guy when he plays that that, that brings out the best in him? Yeah. yeah, I mean, first of all, we all know how um, how special his dad was to him, and, and how many yes. times he's honored him, and you know, uh, his passing was obviously very hard on him. But you're right. I mean, some of the best and and probably people's most favorite Aaron Jones moments have come against the Cowboys. I mean, the you know, remember when he waved on his way to the end zone? I mean, that that was, you know, that was obviously a great one. And then you know what he did the other day was just add, adds to the to the lore. What he's played, I, he's only played four games against them and has nine touchdowns, I believe, if I if I have that yeah. correct. Um, I mean that that's. That's something, man. He probably wishes the uh, Cowboys and Packers were in the same division. It's like Eddie Sutton used to say, lock him up. We'll play him again tomorrow when it comes through. <laughs> exactly. Uh, was there was – there, I mean, you got to go in and believe that you can win. Clearly the Packers yeah. did that. But what, what was their reaction? Like they had to be at some level stunned that it, it came at that kind of decisive fashion. I mean, most of the defensive guys were just – railing on me in the locker room afterwards because I went on um, a Dallas radio station and said I thought they'd have a hard time winning. And apparently apparently I was the only one that they heard say that when I would say 99% of the the media in the country was probably saying that, but I was the bad guy. And, um, and, and that's fine um, if, if that's what they need. If, if they need me to motivate them, then they're in trouble. But if that's what they want to use, then, then that's fine. Um, look, I do think, though, that this team, John, in all seriousness, I think they believe – um, in each other, and um, you know, I was talking to to one um, longtime NFL scout today who who said that you know the best thing about this team, other than the quarterback, is that that they 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 built a young team 
that can, believes they can do anything. And, and this guy said it wouldn't surprise me if they went up to San Francisco and won because of that. Now, it's not just that they're young. Um, the, the, the talent level and, and the, the, the way they built this team obviously has a lot to do with it. But um, I do think they're, you know, they're, they're sort of youthful uh, exuberance, um, you know, plays a part in, in where they are right now. And if, and if they do indeed go to San Francisco – and when it's probably because they don't know they're not supposed to go to San Francisco. Yeah. When I mean, look, that's a little cliched. I mean, they know they're the underdog. They know the 49ers are the one seed, but I don't think they care. And and that's that's the point of the whole thing. Did you say to the guys, "Hey, listen, I know that on defense, but still, 37 first downs. That's a lot to give up." You know, <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of empty calories in the end of that. You mentioned though the exuberance. Is there a difference? Do you think teams that have fun? And a team that is plays joyfully because they just seem remark. This there's a freshness about the team that yeah. I think uh, that that shows in how they play, which isn't to say that the other Packers yeah. played down or whatever. But that because right. sometimes like when you when you handle your business workmanlike, they're like, look at that, they handled it workmanlike, and so that's yeah. a quality too. But in this case, yeah. they just it seems like a joyful bunch. I mean, they do like each other. I, I think um, you know, and and look. Yeah, they just don't like you. Right, exactly. We work with we all. Everybody works that works in a big operation. You know, works with people you really, really like, and others that you don't care for. And like, look, there's 53 guys on the roster. There's another 16 on the practice squad. There's, you know, 45 million coaches. There's a lot of people involved with this. Not everybody likes everybody. However, um, I do think there is, uh, you know, there's quite a bit in common um, with with some of these guys in that. There's, you know, there's the group of young guys who sort of are, are the next generation. And then there's a handful of core older guys that are really good guys, like, like Aaron Jones, um, by all accounts, mm-hmm. seems to be. Uh, Preston Smith seems to be a guy that, um, you know, that, that people look up to. He seems to, uh, he's, from, from our perspective, he seems to, to be good to the younger guys. Um, so there's, there is that, that group of, of, of older players. And then there's a handful of, of guys that are sort of like in the middle, right? Like a Rashawn Gary, who he's not, a, he's not an old guy, but he's not a young guy either. Um, and, and I think it's just a really, it's a really good mix of, um, of, of players and personalities and ages that just has worked. And I mean, like, does, did Brian Gutekunst sit there and say, uh, this, I'm going to do this and this is what's going to happen? No, he, he tried to put together a team that he thought would build and grow together, and I think it's done that faster than anybody expected. So the defense, uh, the last two regular season games, right, you go and you go, okay, well, they played, again, they played the Dr. Pepper halftime quarterbacks, and so you kind of go, that's that's part of it. But in this one, they played a pretty good offensive operation, and yep. the defense played really well until the game was over, right? Like the, the last 10 minutes where they put up 100, 200 meaningless yards, who cares? Yeah, I got to be what honest you with see, you. I was, I was booking my flight to uh, San Francisco yeah. when when that what was you, happening. I really didn't even bother you, watching that. Yeah, what do you what do you see there though? In turn, like, was there significantly things done? Like, it's amazing how much better your life is with two stops and two turnovers in your life on yeah, defense. Yeah, but do you think well, any, like is Barry or were, at some point maybe they just were like, this is embarrassing, and they decided some accountability had to be put there. Yeah, the the um, the Fire Joe Barry fan club will not be happy if they heard what Matt LaFleur said yesterday when, you know, uh, he was, he was asked about keeping Barry and, 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 you know, working through this. 
And, and LaFleur said, look, I know what Joe Barry is all about in terms of resiliency. There's, a, there's tough moments in every season, and I feel like I know what we have in him, LaFleur said. And I was confident that if anybody could right the ship, so to speak, it was him. Which sure sounds like uh, a coach <laughs> that has no intention of firing his defensive coordinator, which on a side note means that on, um, uh, I believe it was the uh, Ben Brust uh, uh, show uh, with, with Kyle and Brad. I said, if they don't fire Joe Barry, then um, I'll eat something with ketchup on it. And I hate ketchup. Yes. So I think I'm going to be eating a big burger with ketchup. You on do it, think so. you will. You now, you think he's coming back. I mean, it's it, Homer at this point, it's like, you know, I mean, unless they go get beat 50, you know, they give up 50 at San Francisco and get beat. It seems like it. Um, but again, who knows what could happen, but I don't know that, um, that the case against him and that Matt LaFleur's feelings ever really wavered. But if they did, uh, it certainly feels like they've changed. Well, no, they, he finished, they finished 10th in points given up, which is as just, a, just about as good as they've been. I think Petten got it ninth one year, but other yep. than that, it had that, those are the best years since 2010 when they were second. No doubt. Um, yep. and, 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 uh, I, I, it's amazing. I said, yeah. you know what happened to the Cowboys? They had a Joe Barry defense. That's, that's <laughs> just, they're going yeah. like, how could I, we be this bad? I go, hey, right. Packers have lived that how many games each year, and yet the numbers still, you know, yeah. for whatever reasons you want to come up with it, the numbers show that he's had a, num- uh, a number of good games. Otherwise, you couldn't be 10th with all the few horrible games. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and the other thing, too, real quick, is that the two – Two guys that made two big plays, Jair Alexander and, and Darnell Savage. Look, both those guys have missed a lot of time this year. Um, yeah. You know, Darnell missed uh, missed some time with the hamstring. Um, you know, Jair's had multiple injuries plus the suspension. Uh, and both those guys, you know, sort of, you know, they're veteran. They're more veteran guys than they have in that secondary. And they both made plays. So, I mean, you got to think that has a little bit to do with it as well. So, we you can't get out of this without going in. What's like you know McCarthy? He spent 13 years with the Packers. Yeah. Uh, I watched him afterwards, and I'm like, "There's a guy that just is like this is this is maybe one of the worst professional days I've had." Yeah, yeah. And now everybody is going to be all over. Now my 81 year old owner who can't keep his mouth shut is going to go out there yeah. and start. You know, like I, I don't know if feeling sorry for him's the right word. Greeny had a no, great I, thing talking yeah. about Belichick. He's like. The problem with Dallas is you can't you can, can you can't control the culture because it's just it's Jerry. Uh, did you get a chance to see Mike? Uh, you know, uh, you know, rub yeah, elbows with not. him or anything, or just your impressions no. there of of, of yeah. the situation I, that guy's in? Yeah, I did not, but clearly Mike is a good coach. He's won a lot of games. What twelve games? Um, the the his last three seasons. Three years in a row. Last three seasons. Um, I, I think this was probably the worst matchup for Mike. Like, I mean, losing to these guys and losing this way, um, you know, you knew Mike wanted to win this game really badly for a number of reasons. One, they're the Cowboys and they need to get farther in the playoffs than they've gotten. And two, it's, it's his old team. And, you know, so there's a lot going on there. Um, I do think it's, you know, it's interesting that it's been fairly quiet um, on that front. You know, it's only Tuesday. We're only, what, 48 hours removed from the game. But, I mean, it, it, is, it is interesting that it seems like it's been quiet on that front. Um, I do think, and this is just my impression of Packers fans, that most Packers fans actually are kind of rooting for Mike when they're not playing the Packers, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think if, if the Cowboys were playing somebody else and the Packers were out of it, uh, I do think there's a level of respect there um, that people would have would, would like to see him do well. And I, and I think from that standpoint, um, you know, there's some, there's some feeling there. But I, I don't know what's going to happen with Mike in, in Dallas. I don't know if he's going to get another crack at it. Um, but it's, it, it's a hard it's – it's, it's obviously um, – you know, it's hard to have expectations like this and, you know, you have these great regular seasons and then it's over in a heartbeat, right? I mean, it just seems like the regular season now doesn't matter. If, if they bring Mike back next year and he wins 12 games again, it, it's, it's like it almost doesn't matter until you get to January. I have a question for I, you because you wrote an article and was on about Dan, Dan Quinn and how anybody associated with uh, San Francisco, Shanahan, has crushed him. Like it's unbelievable. Shanahan's yeah. crushed him, and I, I'd, I'd like you somebody to put Robert, it up again. The Robert numbers, Dalla. everybody. He's Rob, like zero and yeah. ten or something. How how he hasn't changed, or what is it that his defense is him is just destroyed by anything associated with Shanahan's system? Uh, and I'm not overstating it, right? They're just the list is unbelievable. You're talking about Lafleur. Yeah, right? well, no, Lafleur and and Quinn can't beat San Francisco with Shanahan. I mean, oh, I see what you're the saying. inability. Yeah, yeah, you had yeah. it in the story after the yeah. game. I couldn't run yeah. it down. Somebody of all the people associated with that tree that have whooped yeah. him. Yeah, that is. Uh, they must know something, right? Yes. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know what it is, but it is. It, it is certainly jarring. You are right, Homer, about that. I. I don't know that you can. Exp- I don't know how you. And, and then, then you'd say that that uh, Shanahan has owned Lafleur. It hasn't really been that many games. I don't know how you describe it, but it seems the opposite. For whatever reason, it seems like yep. he has his number, even when in the past his quarterback has been significantly weaker. Right, and Robert Sala, uh, you know, both in San Francisco and then with the Jets last year, yep. has beaten Lafleur. The the only guy Lafleur has really beaten, I guess, out of that tree is is McVay. Right, they've beaten the Rams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple times, but um, look, the, the one thing is like the Shanahan um, Lafleur matchup. Like, it's, at least it's not new, right? And and at least it's not something that I mean, really, it probably isn't going to get a whole lot of attention this week. Right. Uh, I don't think. I do think the the, the playoff history uh, against them uh, yeah. has been extensive fairly recently. Is interesting. San Francisco's won what is it like the last four playoff? Four or five in a row. Yeah. The, the, yeah. And yeah. Including last including four. the one, the most recent one was the uh, the special teams debacle, right? With yeah. the blocked punt return for a touchdown. Yeah, game tied uh, late, a minute fifty mm-hmm. left. Uh, Garoppolo yeah. against Rodgers, and they score with a field goal, and the yeah. Packers yeah. can't Th- get a thir- first down. Thirteen to ten. Yeah, thirteen to ten. I believe was the score. So yeah, you're right. Um, so so that part of it to me, it's more interesting. Than um, you know, just the Lafleur Shanahan thing. All right, John. Sorry to interrupt. Seven two and a half. You finished with whatever you'd like because I know you'll find this hard to believe, but we're late. First well, time no, out. I was going to go through as somebody who had to write a piece for Sports Center on the history of the rivalry yesterday. Uh, we're, yeah. we're all, how many of those have you covered, Rob? How many of those? Because Aaron was zero uh, four well, against him, and Favre was four yeah, to one. He only lost the, the Terrell Owens pass. Yeah, the first one that I covered was the '97 NFC Championship game out in. San Fran, which I believe was in the rain, if I remember, a rainy game at Candlestick, mm-hmm. if I remember. Uh, kind of an unremarkable game, but it got them to back-to-back Super Bowls. But if you want to send me that script, uh, we are working on a memorable moments from playoff uh, games between these two teams, so uh, I could probably use a little help on that if, uh, Here- if you still got that script around. Here's the memorable moment that didn't make the piece. They made me take it out. Uh, Jerry Rice fumbled the ball. 
Okay, so Terrell yeah, Owens right. never gets to catch. Jerry Rice never fumbled. That's what we need. Yep. People yep. need to know when it comes yep. through. Thanks, catch. Rob. We'll All see, right, guys, from, we'll we'll see you from Santa Clara, bud. Hey, can Sounds I just can care. I just let you know as a listener, you two were yeah. awesome. Next. <laughs> the question is, will John Anderson of ESPN, a.k.a. 7-2.5, ever say anything that will be as memorable as everything is bigger in Texas, including the ass-whoopings? I, I don't know what she, she, I don't know what you what? what do you say? Everything, John Anderson, you get to do the speech after that game. Listen, <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. When they ask you, did you actually say that? And you say yes, what will be your follow-up to explain how it moved in that direction? How how did this whole thing occur? You said, "What would you say to the team that you? Because you you went through all the trite ones that you couldn't you couldn't. So we just we just needed something new. Who knows? I don't. You know, sometimes things pop into my head and I say them out loud, and I probably shouldn't. But oh well. That's what do you what mean? Of course, you're going to be a well. You're already a legend <laughs> in Wisconsin, but nobody's going to forget this. Did you hear what John Anderson said? Can we play that again, Pebble? Or uh, I don't know if we. Oh. There, you'll, see, look, it's already, it's already passed. Here we go. Hold it's on. No, no. Nope. I don't know what you – what do you say? John Anderson, you get to do the speech after that game. Listen, everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who do you want me to send that to? Which show do you really like? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Who do you like Saturday? Who Because I always say, you know, people, the teams get on a run, and they always yes. go, why not us? Which is the wrong question, no. right? Because then you, you come up with a long list of, like, well, Brock Purdy's why not, or, or, or Shanahan, or McCaffrey. The question is, like, why us? You know, why, why, what is it that the Packers have that can, that, you know, they went out there in 95, they were a 10-point underdog, yes. and, and beat the defending San Super Bowl San Francisco was even better that year than they are this year. Yes. The defending Super Bowl champs, they were tops in points scored and points given up. Uh, so, and the Packers, I don't think, are this team yet either no. that, that went out there. No, but, but this is the key. Know, why? If they do this, they become equal to that team. And I would emphasize even more amazing, because they weren't at that level prior to the game. There's no... Uh, like I said, and, and I'm still picking San Francisco because I picked against them and it's worked. And so I, I don't want to be, hey, now you pick them and they lose. But I wanted to do this because I want people to understand appropriately how amazing this is. This is off the chart stuff. This is legendary stuff. And yes, everybody has to say they're capable of doing anything. They're capable of winning the Super Bowl, right? Well, I think in 95, the Packers were out there one, and they, they, they showed themselves a team of promise. Yes. And I think that's what this team has right. done now. Regardless of that, they have shown themselves a team of promise. The worst thing you can do then is go, Super Bowls are on the way. Yeah. It's always hard to win those, so you'll go there. But they have, they have shown themselves, they have pronounced themselves a team of promise, and I think they have shown that they're going to be a problem for people in the coming years. Hopefully now, Jordan Love does enough. And Aaron Jones does enough, and the defense hangs in there, and their confidence and their sort of um, their joy doesn't help them, doesn't get in the way, and and maybe they just go ahead and roll the dice one more time, and it comes up, uh, it comes up, and they, they miss the point, and they come up, and uh, and they 
Next thing you know, you're in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I don't there. know that we got to get that far no. out of ourselves. I guarantee you. know you. why? Because Carlson's going to miss a kick, and that's going to cost <laughs> No, them. I'm not going to let you go there. San Francisco's <laughs> scared, and Shanahan's scared because no one has any idea of just how good Jordan Love might be. And it doesn't matter yeah. what you say because nobody's going to remember anything, but everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whoopings. That is so good. Are you proud of that? Is that better than seven, two and a half? No, it's just, it's just one more day at the office. I'd like to think there's more to come. Ah, yeah. He's listening every Tuesday. Thank you. Next. John Anderson, you get to do the speech after that game. Listen, everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Yeah. That's just what-